Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Be More Business and Kim Beer Photography. I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Hey guys. Hi. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Kim had this moment where I was looking at her in the camera and it looked like she forgot where she was. Like, <laughs> like she's did. like, hold on, where am I? Where are we? What's, what is what, this? What, what podcast am I recording? <laughs> what day is this? <laughs> yeah. I, I really, truly did. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What podcast am I on right now? So, oh, yes. That's and funny. I always struggle with the intro for this podcast for some reason, because the other one is, hey, there are business animals, you know. It's very and similar. It's very yeah. Similar. And, and then I'm like, but I can't say, hey, there are cowgirls with cameras. <laughs> You know, it just doesn't sound as right. So my brain has to churn it in the gears. So that's what yep. you were you were looking at. I can see the it. Churning yeah. motion. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, you guys can't see us, but we can see each other. So yeah. Sometimes the facial expressions are pretty good. <laughs> yes. I'm trying not to look at mine right now because I know the resolution is so awful. <laughs> we look ter- we all look terrible. All of us. <laughs> well, you two don't, but and plus, I, since I'm having to use my MacBook Pro now, it's down lower instead of being up higher. And it's just not a good angle for me. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> At least it's working. At least something's working. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah, but your neck moisturizer is looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I feel like my face is real red, though, because I did have another. Oh, micro- did you go need- to this you I have went a treatment? To esthetician. Yeah, I oh. had another microneedling. So, yeah. Oh, so you yeah. are. So there is a reason you're looking extra glowy and smooth today. <laughs> I look, I look, look pretty red. <laughs> Self-care, baby. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm trying hard. If I, if I had known I was going to live this long, I would have took better care of myself. <laughs> well, besides uh, hanging out at the spa, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> well, I am about to graduate from my second two-year program in Gestalt. So I graduate in December. Wow. And I leave on the 20th of September for three weeks where I'm doing so much fun things with the Touched by Horse people. I'm going to their summit. And then I'm going to Trapper's Lake with you guys. And then we're Uh heading all to Powderhorn 
And then Phyllis and I have the Pahuska event in Oklahoma. So I really don't get back here until the 16th of October. And I have this big senior project that is due at our camp, which starts, I think, on the 22nd of October. So I have to go really against my temperament type, which usually likes to wait until the last minute to get things done, which I know drives Kara crazy about me. I had it noticed. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm having to finish my senior project right now, and I am diligently working on it. And thankfully, between the beautiful Corey Brown photography here in Kansas City, who does some work with me for brand photography for myself, and then some images that Kara shot of me at Dryhead, I am very well off in getting my senior project and my final and all of those things completed so that I will have that all done before I leave for uh, my big adventure on the 20th. That'll feel good. And yes, but it feels really strange to be doing it this early in everything. But I want those check marks and I'm super excited to become a master equine gestaltist and four years of training that I can tell you, considering I started down this path at a university, is so much more in depth and so much more hands-on and just better in every possible way than I can think of than what I would have gotten from a university around this particular topic. I feel so much better prepared and capable of working with people and, and helping people get out of their own way than I think I would have no matter how much longer I would have stayed at the university. I know that I spent four years there learning this stuff and it wasn't anything compared to these four years. That's awesome. That's exciting, Kim. Congratulations. Yeah, that really is. Phyllis, what have you been up to? Oh, well, hanging out at the esthetician's office a lot. (laughs) Having spa days. (laughs) Yeah, having spa days, I wish. Yeah, it's been nice to be back home, even though it's brief, because, uh, again, catching up and just having a lot of stuff going on in the office and editing images is what I've been. Well, I haven't really I haven't taken the time to edit a lot. I've been doing like one at a time. So but as you know, we all have like thousands of images Mm -hmm. from Cottonwood. And of course, I've got the Salt Flats and the Bear Lake and everything to edit too, not counting stuff from before that that I haven't edited. Yeah, I'm actually headed to the Triangle X Ranch and the Tetons this week for a girl's trip, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I mean, it's a girl's trip, but you know me, I will definitely have my camera out because I've actually booked a wildlife tour or a, a Tetons tour with actually one of the gals that was one of our Cottonwood participants, Karen Schiller, and I'm excited. She's a guide in the Tetons, and we're going to do a half day with her. I've been to the Tetons before, but my girls haven't. Um, When I say my girls, they're two young ladies that I used to, when we showed horses that were youth kids that at the time that we hauled all over the country with. So I call them my kids because they're not kids anymore, obviously. They have, they're they're actually grandmothers now, which is hard to believe, but, but they're like, I don't know, maybe late 40s, 50s, something like that. But we're very close. And so we're headed to the Tetons. We're going to get to ride each day. We're going to go to the Jackson Rodeo one night. We're going to do a float trip one morning. It's going to be a, a you know, a nice little mini vacay. So it's, on, it's only about five days. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Then I'll come home for a couple of weeks and then turn around and leave again for our big 
long excursion from Colorado to Wyoming to Missouri. You you neglected to mention, Kim, that I'm getting to come you to your are. house for a few days. Yes, before we go to Oklahoma. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully going to check off another one of my bucket list things, Hereford cattle and cowboys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> it really, that really sounded like two things on your bucket list. <laughs> well, I don't know how you guys are going to do it because I'm already having so much anxiety and because I'm only going to be gone two weeks and you guys look sound like you're going to be gone for almost four. Like that's a long time. It's like three and a half like, weeks that you guys are going to be on the road. Yeah, about three for me, but long, wait, much yeah. longer for Kim because she's going to be gone before yeah. I am. So. I don't know how you guys do yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. well, I'm gearing. I'm literally in the home stretch, gearing up to leave for Trappers and Powderhorn, and I don't. Like I said, this will be the longest I've been away from Ed and from my son Easton since he was born. So he's ten. So, and I've been married for I don't know when I I don't know how many years I've been married. <laughs> I'm just going to guess here. I think it's around 16. I hope he does. I hope Ed doesn't listen to this. Anytime Ed listens, I'm like, oh, God, don't listen. (laughs) But no, I have not been gone for longer than a week at a time when we go on our adventure. So I'm a little worried. I'm going to have some homesickness. You guys are going to really have to keep me pumped because I'm going to have homesickness at some point, I'm sure. But I'm excited because Trappers is going to be amazing. And I cannot wait for that adventure. And that's where I'm headed first is Trapper's Lake Lodge. And I am really excited about the scenery there and can't wait to get there. And then Powderhorn for me, because I don't work that event, that's you, Kim. I get to relax a little bit and it's a real retreat for Phyllis and I. So we can work on things on our shot list. We get to order Kim around, don't we? (laughs) We get to be a bug in Kim's ear all week and get to see our, our, we have a ton of friends that are going to be there. So we get to hang with our photography friends and I'm just really looking Looking forward to that relaxing. And I'm going to I'm gonna just put it out into the universe that maybe there'll be a workshop miracle and there'll be a little dusting of snow one morning like there <gasps> was awesome. the year before last when I got to go. So I'm just going to throw that out there because, you know, you got to manifest these things, as Kim would say. So I'm going to put it out there. Well, um, you know, yeah. we're working on manifesting something that is for sure going to have snow in it, right? Just, just I know, a but we can't talk we, about we that can't yet. talk about it yet. I know, but for those of you listening, you want to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a winter event, huh? Oh, did I say oh, that? Phyllis, Sorry, stop. I, I always like that. to spill the beans before the beans are ready to be spilled. <laughs> I do want to just give a big shout out to somebody else, though. I heard that Easton's soccer team is like killing it this year, Kara. Yeah. Yep, he's on a competitive soccer team and they've won every single game. Awesome. And he went into this competitive soccer team. I think he was really nervous because it was his first year and he was very quiet and kind of hiding. And I pulled him aside, you know, I was like the soccer mom. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, if you want to, you know, be a part of this team, you got to show them what you're made of or you're going to be sitting on the bench. And so he goes running out there and he's first one to score. And it's like his confidence has been through the roof since then. So it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. So that's pretty much what we've done all weekend is travel all over Northeast Florida and go to soccer games for this tournament this weekend. Cool. But they're kicking butt. Yeah. yeah much luck to him. Thank you. And the team. Yeah. Thank you. He has a good team. Cool. So what are we talking about this week, y'all? Well, can you hear the, the sleigh bells 
in your <laughs> in your ears and smell the pumpkin spice fir tree pumpkin spice and the pumpkin spice can you taste the pumpkin spice as a matter of fact, I had a pumpkin spice this morning, so yes. So you can taste it, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, it seems crazy that it's, well, let's see, when this episode comes out, it'll be into September, so we're already talking about the holidays. I mean, you can walk into any craft store right now, and you're slammed with Christmas trees pretty much at this point. Crazy. But the truth is, is as photographers, this is when we should be putting the final touches on our holiday plans, whether it be equestrian portrait business, whether you have art sales, whatever it is you do with your photography, this is a time when you can really try to maximize your profits, but also you have a right and you deserve to be able to relax and enjoy the holidays too. So that's what we want to talk about is this is the episode where we talk about getting your photography business prepared for the holidays. So I wanted to talk a little bit on this topic from the perspective of photographers who work with clients. So if you're an equestrian portrait photographer, I wanted to talk a little bit about how to get yourself prepared for the holidays and some give some tips of some things that I do to try to help it go a little smoother because this can be an intense time. And in the portrait photography world, it can really be a feast or famine game. So we might have times of the year where we're not working every weekend or we're not consistent with clients. And then, you know, you get the first day of cooler weather and the inquiries start piling in. And the next thing you know, you're slammed and you've booked three months worth of portrait sessions into a month leading up to Christmas and you're feeling overwhelmed. And then, then you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to let this happen next year. I'm going to be in better control of my schedule and I'm not going to overbook. And I feel like I'm speaking from personal experience because that's what I have done many years. I've got notes in my calendar that start September 1st and it says, do not panic and start booking mini sessions. They are not for you because I will look at my calendar September 1st and I will say, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be booked down enough before the holidays to like, you know, to get the income that I need to get for the year. And then I'll start making poor decisions. I'll panic and I'll start taking on shoots that I wouldn't normally take on. And the next thing I know, the inquiries start coming in and it's insane. I've overbooked myself. So I put notes in my calendar to remind me not to panic that I'm not fully booked yet because I know they will come. So a couple of things that I like to do so that I can enjoy my holiday season is I, I try to plan for the holidays ahead of time. So I'll sit down and I will plan out how many sessions can I do realistically and feasibly during the months of September, October, November, potentially December. How many do I need to do and how many can I do? So I really think about that because what'll happen is the inquiries will start coming in and I will be tempted to overbook because I'll think, oh, I can fit one more in. I can fit one more in. And the truth is, is I end up really stressed by the end of the holiday season if I let that happen. So really take the time to plan that out and back out the planning time. So think about how much time do you need for shooting? How much time do you need to plan the shoot? How much time do you need to order the art to ensure that you're not driving around on Christmas Eve, dropping off packages to clients of their client artwork so that they're there Christmas morning, like really backing out that time and thinking about it in advance. 
the next piece of this is I start talking to my clients and setting real expectations about what they can expect in terms of turnaround time. So if it's a busy time of year, I might add extra time to my editing process. I might let them know that the companies that I work with, the print companies are a little slower this time of year because they're so busy and that things can take longer. So I try to really set good expectations. And if I know I cannot get something to them by the holiday, I let them know. And we will build their orders sometimes around that on which products are available which is versus which products are not. But try to be really really honest with them about that so that you're not panicking last minute when product's not coming in. And take the time, like that extra step, to go to all of the print companies that you work with and ask them what their deadlines are. Like, when is the last time I can order something and get it here before the holiday? That way you know your deadlines. You can back those out for the time that you need, and then you tell your clients those deadlines if you need to. So one of the companies I work for is a framing company. They do these beautiful beautiful farmhouse frames, but they shut off production at a certain time in November every year because they know how much time they need in order to get orders to people and get them completed. So if I know that, then I can plan accordingly. I would suggest also to go ahead and take the time to block out dates that are big no-nos for you. Days that you know you're going to be attending a holiday party or dates that you don't want to work because you've got family in town for the holidays or maybe your child has a, a holiday recital. Plan those days and block them out and go through your calendar and do that as early as you can so you don't accidentally book something on those days or overbook because you think that you have the time. And take the time to schedule days that you're going to be editing in the office. Take the time to schedule those days you're going to be doing your creative or pre-session consults, your ordering appointments, however you handle that with your clients. Make sure those days are blocked out so that you're real realistic about what your calendar looks like. One of the other tips that I like to do this time of year is I like to batch out all my holiday social media. So I will take one or two days and I will pre-plan all of those social media posts and get them scheduled because the last thing I want to be worrying about when I'm trying to meet my clients' needs around the holiday is, oh, I got to get on Instagram and make a post. I don't want to be worrying about that. So I plan all of that out ahead of time so that it's ready to go. I would also tell folks, this is the time of year when if you're not already outsourcing editing, if you are busy and finding that you're editing into the wee hours of the night, that it might be time for you to outsource some editing. And there are a ton of great companies out there that will do basic portrait editing for you that can take some of that load off of you this time of year. And don't be afraid to use those companies. It's still your work. It's still your art. You got to remember with some of these portrait clients, what is your end game? Your end game is getting them their images, getting art created, and getting them what they need by the time that they need it. So don't be afraid to say no to those late night editing sessions and outsource some of that editing. I have just a couple more little pieces. And the first thing that I want to say is if you are finding you are too busy this time of year, it might be a sign that you need to raise your prices. So one thought around this is if your peak months are slammed and you're overwhelmed, 
you can raise your prices during the peak months and offer lower rates during the slow months so that you are encouraging people to book out in your slower months and not wait until October and November to get their um, equestrian portrait sessions done. So if you're slammed, think about this as your sign to raise your prices. Now is the time. The last thing or the second to last thing that I want to say is practice saying no. You will have a lot of people contacting you wanting to book sessions last minute. It's okay to say no. It's okay to enjoy the holidays. It's okay to take time off for you so that you're not getting burnt out, that you can spend time with your friends and family this time of year as well. You do not have to take every client that comes through the door. Their inability to book you in advance, their inability to take the time to get on your schedule does not mean you have to bend over backwards to make their photo shoots happen at those last few months of the year during the holidays. Find a way to have some fun, attend those parties, do all the things that you want to do. So try to figure out that balance. The last thing I'll say before I turn it over to Phyllis is I like to try to find a way to wish my clients a Merry Christmas or a happy holiday this time of year. I like to try to find a way to do that. So I might, I might do a, a holiday card and send something out to all my clients. I might do write a simple email to everyone and wish them happy holidays. And just one other thing that I've done in the past that was really fun is I've done a, a studio open house during the holidays and invited some of my favorite clients over and just had a, just another way to just like, it's just a fun time of year to have a party. So it's just a fun way to recognize your clients. So I think what I'm trying to say here is it's going to get crazy if it gets crazy for you. There are ways that you can plan to manage that successfully without being overwhelmed during the holidays. Awesome. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add? No, I was just uh, remembering my mother. You said at one point you were talking about people like taking advantage or asking you to try to do stuff last minute because yeah. that's always me, right? I'm always like, oh, that would be a good idea last minute. But uh, my mother always used to say <laughs> your lack of prior planning does not constitute an emergency on my part. And I do have to yeah, say so that, that around the holidays, people get so interested in getting things done that they forget sometimes that service providers are overwhelmed by a lot of people who are in that position. So... Yeah, it's your right to say no as a service provider. And most of us want to bend over backwards to make people happy. And it's just, it can be really hard when you are also trying to have a holiday, <laughs> you know, to make everyone else's holiday magical. <laughs> yep. I like it when people try to honor your time as well. So yeah. Okay, my turn. I'm going to talk about this and uh, from the point of view of someone that doesn't do portrait work anymore. So fine art sales and other ways to market your photography, your images, like is fine art sales. I usually try to do two calendars a year. I usually do a cowgirl calendar and a ranch horse calendar. Obviously, you could direct that to whatever your main subject is. <laughs> and something that I'm going to try to do this year, which I have all this set down for for September 1st, I was supposed to have already had this done. And obviously, September 1st has come and gone, and I don't have any of my calendars. But a new thing I'd like to do is planners. I'd like to offer, start offering an online and an in-print planner, yearly, daily planner for people. I'm going to do it mostly for myself, but I'm also going to offer it for sales. So, Because I have had some people ask for that. 
I've had people ask for photo books, but Kim and we've actually talked about doing that as a group, but that's just something that I'm not really into personally taking that project on by myself. <laughs> but that's something, all something to think about. And I'm going to give Kara some links to different websites where you can find, like I use Lulu for my calendars. And the reason I use Lulu is, is the price point. I don't make as much. However, I don't have to have a bulk uh, shipment sent to me where I have to turn around and send them out, ship them to people. That's what I like about Lulu. It's a, it's a print on demand. I can send a client to the website with a direct link for them to order, and I don't ever have to touch the calendars. Of course, I do order some for me to have in the gallery here or even to to sell because I, I will have local people that, that want to buy them. And, and then I also give some away to people, too, for gifts. It's lulu.com. And they will run periodic sales as well during the holiday season, especially. I've also used for bulk orders. I had a couple of clients in the past that had farms that wanted to order calendars. And I use Printing Center USA for those where you, you can order. Obviously, the more you order, the cheaper they are. So keep that in mind. And then I'll send, like I said, I'll put, I'll give these links to Kara to put in the show notes for the planners, like to find some templates for like Canva does some great planners, Shutterfly, Zazzle. And for the templates, I'll send that to Kara to include. I'll get on it. All right. Thank you. And I love the idea, like you said, Kara, of sending holiday or even New Year's cards to your clients. It doesn't have to be Merry Christmas. It could be Happy New Year's. Right. Just as a simple thank you to, you know, for their business to your clients. I love the holiday. I changed it to a holiday shopping party, though, (laughs) because I've done this. uh, I had a local cafe that did this for me actually twice Many years ago, we did a holiday shopping party early enough where I could hang some of my work. And I mean, we all love the power of wine, friends and shopping, right? So, um, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yes, <laughs> I know I do personally. So I hung some of my work, but I also had it to where they could pre-order. And I offered maybe a little discount, not much, you know, on calendars and planner and Hopefully it'll be planners now and art if I were doing that. And I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of new people and everybody enjoyed it. So think about maybe hosting a holiday shopping party. That would even work for portrait photographers, too. You might offer discounts or free, you know, give have freebies or prizes or something. But it's just having, you know, just having fun with your clients or potential clients. Of course, if you're going to have any kind of promotion, there's so many different kinds. Be sure to start planning early. I know we're talking about this early in the year, but September, I mean, if you're pushing October, you're almost getting late on holiday photos. Determine what kind of offer you want to give during the holiday season. Is it a discount? Is it a coupon, a freebie, a chance to win a prize? Be sure to keep in mind gift givers, not just people that are giving gifts of your art. And of course, you got to really think about marketing that promotion. You can consider paid advertising, print and digital, uh, flyers, emails to your list, start a list if you don't have one, (laughs) your social media channels, a mailer, a coupon, even word of mouth. There's so many great ways to spread the word and take advantage of all your multiple platforms on social media that you can share your holiday message, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, even LinkedIn. So another one I love is to create an exclusive holiday offer for your Facebook or, you know, for your followers, Facebook fans or your Instagram, reward them with a just for them like coupon code or something like that. You can, I think it's good to run holiday themed ads on social media. Of course, the big one here is take advantage of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. These are at 
obviously two of the most well-known holiday shopping days. And you need to really plan out your promotions and social media posts for those days when shoppers are looking for good deals. Don't forget to highlight your specials on your website, too. I know that's something I forget to do personally. I, I focus so much on social media. Sometimes I forget that people go to my website, too. I think a good thing, too, is when you're shipping prints or other gifts is I think it's always kind of cute to stick a little holiday sticker in there, you know, or a postcard or something. Just add a little touch that will add to the, to the spirit of the holiday season. It's a good time to start. If you haven't already started an email marketing campaign, do it now because it's still the top generating marketing tool that you can use for your business. I know it takes a lot of time and effort. Trust me, I know. But it's I'm surprised at how much. I've been doing this for two and a half years and I, I'm amazed at how much it pays. It really does pay off to have a really good email marketing campaign. It's also probably the one of the quickest and easiest ways to let all of your clients know about your upcoming holiday sales, whether it be portrait or fine art. Promote a one-day sale. If you're just going to do a Wednesday sale, you would do that, of course. Be sure to promote it if you're using Black Friday or Cyber Monday. You can also send out direct direct mail flyers. I like to do freebies sometimes, do giveaways. You know, I'll do them. I'll offer one on Instagram. I usually offer one around the holidays on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, You can also offer uh, freebies, things that won't cost you anything like free shipping, maybe a buy one, get one free gift card or something like that. There's so many ways to promote your sales during the holidays. I don't personally have a rewards program, but I know you guys have talked about rewards programs Mm -hmm. on the business animal, which I thought was really cool. And when I heard that episode, I was like, I'm going to start a rewards program because I think Terry was doing that big time. And I think that's great. I think this would be a great time to put that to use and maybe offer double points or something on, on purchases during Black Friday or something. But I think that's another way to think about offering incentives for your clients. Did you mention gift certificates at all? No, I didn't. Well, no, (laughs) not specifically. But yes, that's, of course, obviously another. I have it in my notes, but I think I kind of skimmed over it. But Oh, I was just thinking about gift certificates, too, because this is a time of year when I tend to do pretty well with gift certificates. Well, and I do, too, actually, because people maybe they want a gift like their friend and Yep. their cousin or something, some art, but they don't know what they want. So they give them a gift certificate. Yeah. They yep. don't order it for them. They let them do the ordering. So yes, yes, that's definitely. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you can kind of set it on your website and let people order them. And you don't necessarily have to be hands-on to manage that. I've had some good luck with that. And I usually do that. I keep that running all the time, but during the holidays is when I see the biggest use of it is people. And I will say that sometimes those gift certificates are used. Most of the time they're used. And sometimes it's just, they're purchased as a gift with the thought in mind and then they never get used. So it's just, it's just money in the bank. So, and I think that's kind of how companies in general operate with gift certificates. Yeah. Back when I was did more portrait work, I did have that issue. I'd, I would offer gift certificates and somebody would buy them and then they would or they'd win one and they'd right. never use it. But when it's somebody buying it for art, I have never had one of those not used. That's great. Because like you said, though, when they're doing it for a portrait session, they have to schedule it. They have, you know, there's more a little more involved than just going on the website and ordering art. So and I didn't know I didn't think about adding that into my website. That's a great idea, Kara. Thank you for that idea. Yeah, my clients will all just get an email saying a gift certificate was purchased and I'll go look at the information and it's all right there. So, I mean, on my website, I have it set as something they can go on and just order. So I like that. Yeah, it's nice. It really is nice. 
I'm going to add that too. Thank you. Get it done, Thanks for that I- Yeah. Thanks for that idea. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. That and a loyalty card. Get them done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that, that means I can chime in and say, take the pressure off yourself. <laughs> Yes. Your turn, Kim. (laughs) So what I want to talk about is these two ladies have given you some fantastic ideas. And as you sit and listen to this episode, I think it's coming out like the 26th of September. We, of course, are recording it early. So we're still in summer. I hope you're having fun in fall. But um, and. (laughs) We're coming to, We're you, coming from to you from the past. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that holidays for any small business owner can get overwhelming. And just the opportunities that we sometimes feel like we're missing can add this immense amount of pressure onto an already pressured entrepreneur. And Phyllis mentioned two holidays, which are Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Are those the two you mentioned? But there's also Small Business Saturday, just so you know, and And Giving Giving Tuesday. Tuesday. So there's four holidays right in a row and that are all around selling. And no matter what type of business you have, they tend to be right there and looming. And if you on the 26th of September haven't even started thinking about them yet, it can get really overwhelming for you to get your offers together, get everything marketed and advertised. And that pressure can start to really take its toll on you. Entrepreneurship in total is an experience that is a personal growth experience. And it's also stressful. And we never, ever want to forget that. And I know Kara talks a lot about the fact that feeling alone, especially during the holidays in your business, can be overwhelming. And when you top on all of the things that you feel like you should be doing onto that, it puts too much on your holiday plate, so to speak. And for that reason, please do not overwhelm yourself this time of year. You need to be sustainable for the entire year. You also, you need to have a little something in your bucket to deal with all of the other people who weren't really mindful coming into this season and now are dumping their Mm -hmm. expectations on you, whether that's from your family or from your clients or from just the world at large, which tends to get a little bent out of shape sometimes around the holidays, just because of the stress that goes on in everybody's life. So to be sustainable, I think Kara gave you some great ideas. Think about things early. Be very realistic about your time. I am not one of those people who's realistic about time. To me, time is something that feels very bendable. And then I get into it and discover that it's not as uh, flexible as I thought it might be. So I do tend to run on the edge of the gas pedal, so to speak, sometimes to get things done. And that's the one thing you don't want to try to overwhelm yourself with during the holiday season. And I know Kara said it was okay to say no, but I want to back that up and and give you even extra permission that it's okay to say no to yourself too. You can say no to your clients, but you can also say no to those bigger ideas. So if you just got like 10 things out of the list that Kara and Phyllis gave you and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to try all of these. And then when it comes down to the moment of truth and you can only get two or three done, it's okay to say no to the rest of them and put it off for the next year or for the next holiday. I mean, to be honest, 
There's always greeting cards needed for Mother's Day too. And that's a whole few months away. Mm -hmm. So slow down a little bit and definitely give yourself a little bit of grace and courtesy during this time of year to know that you cannot be expected to run on plus cylinders during the holiday season when you're already overextended. The other thing is, is this is the holiday season, guys. It's time for you to have a little bit of a break too. So make sure you pre-plan that into all of this holiday craziness that is going to go on. Make sure you have some time to be able to set aside for yourself, for your family, family, because this is what this holidays are all about. It's about relationships and connection. No matter what you celebrate in this world, that cozy winter connection is really key and important to all of us. And the time that we get to see everyone else is key. And at the end of the day, I don't think any of us slide into the last bit of our lives going, darn, I wished I would have worked a little harder during my holiday promotions. (laughs) I think we're we're more of, I wished I would have spent more time with my family and my friends. So let's let's not set ourselves up for failure. Let's set ourselves up for success and give ourselves the grace to be able to do that. The other thing I want to mention is the overwhelming pressure and stress that small business owners feel during the holiday season to make this an incredibly profitable time for their business. Overall, culturally and within specific industries. And I realize for myself, I don't do portrait photography any longer. I, for very much of it anyway, I do it here and there for a few people, but my work is primarily commercial. So most of my holiday stuff is already in the bag by this time of year for my type of work. But I know a lot of photographers out there that really hinge the fact on the holidays, their wreath sessions, all of these things that they've set up, their gift cards, their certificates, their fine art stuff. They've set it all up with a great expectation that that is going to bring their business into what traditionally is the black. So it's the time of year when everybody says businesses are booming. And if yours isn't, it can feel really, really bad. And I want you to understand that not every business model is set up to really profit from a holiday type of marketing or from a holiday time. Your business model may not be, or if you're new in business, you may not quite have the connections and the relationships and the network built in order to like over the top profit on the holidays. None of these things are a bad sign for your business. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're doing anything poorly. It just simply means that either your business model is not focused on on this type of marketing or that you're pretty new still in stepping into these roles and your network has not fully realized its potential yet for holiday type marketing. So please do not kick yourself. Do not going into the end of the year thinking that you're a bad business owner because your Black Friday didn't net you as much profit as another person that's doing the same thing you are as another photographer who does who maybe has a different business model. Again, my business is not set up to make money this time of year. This the winter time for me is my project planning time and my launch things into the next year time. The final thing I want to mention is that none of us are alone 
in business, even though there are days when it feels like we're the only people on the planet doing what we're doing in our business, right? But we're not. There are other people out there. There are people who you can reach out and talk to. There are networks that you can join. There's people that you can ask for help if you need it. Seasonal depression, holiday depression, family trauma, ancestral trauma, all of those things are super prevalent this time of year as we move into the holidays. Grief, it just, it's an overwhelming time of year for so many people. And then dump a business on top of that. And a lot of times we find a lot of sadness and depression during the holidays. Please do not do that to yourself. Get help. There's a ton of opportunities out there for you to work with somebody, whether you want to go down the route of traditional therapy or whether you want to go through spiritual advisory or whether you would like to try something that's a little more new age or different, just feel free to reach out. Understand, again, you're not alone in your business, and you're also not alone if you struggle during the holidays. And it's perfectly fine for you to reach out and ask for help or ask for some type of assistance if you don't want to ask for help. I know for so many people, that's such a hard thing to do. But it's a time of year when we all want to give, but we also need to receive. And if what you need to receive is some support, then please ask for that support. Well said. Well said. That's a great way to end this. Thank you, Kim. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and have started the planning process to ensure that your holiday season is a good one, not just for your business, but also for you and for your family and all those things that you want to do. So get your pumpkin spice out, start enjoying it. Apparently now is the time for all you pumpkin spice lovers. Get your little cinnamon candles. I have one of those little cinnamon brooms I put out every year that smells really good in my house because I like my house to smell cinnamony, but get those things going. It's the time. And um, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And we look forward to hearing your thoughts and how you're preparing for the holiday season this year. If you haven't already, please join us over on Instagram and Facebook at Cowgirls with Cameras. You can also find our most up-to-date list of events. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, it'll include a special winter event as well. We're keeping our fingers crossed. And we would love to have you guys join us. If you have any questions, reach out to us anytime on social media. You can email us by heading over to our website. There are lots of ways to reach out to us. Wishing you all a very happy day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.